Hello, Texans. Welcome to the program. We're in studio, NRG Stadium, the Hyundai Texans radio studio. People making their way into the building for the rodeo. And it's very strange to leave at night when people are coming in for the rodeo. About to have a good time. And tonight, Johnny, John Harris with me. I'm Mark Vandermeer, voice of your Texans. New kids on the block. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. New kids on the block. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, new kids. I knew there was a there was a Wahlberg. Yes. I knew that. I don't know the rest a, of their names. It was a Jonathan. Okay, so they but put, I don't know. they put the photos of all the performers oh, on, yeah, the on the wall, wall here in the service oh, level. That's right. what you mean, new kids on the block. I wasn't even putting two and two together. What? I, my head is so football just right now. Are you now. kidding? Just, They're here tonight. I, They're in the building as we speak. Have they done anything new since Donnie. Like 2000? Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Who cares? Do, yeah. do you want to hear anything new? No. Not really. Any Not band really. or group from 20-plus years ago, you yeah. don't want to hear anything new. You want to hear the old stuff. Yeah. I remember when MC Hammer did like gangster rap, and it was just like, no, man. No. You're supposed to be talking about <laughs> dancing in Oaktown. Like, no, it just, no, you it, gotta, just, it just didn't fit. You got to be who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, really yeah. got to be who you are. And I know a lot of people who are coming to this one tonight. This is a big it's one. It's a big one. And the, the picture of the group, because you can't call them a band, they're a group mm -hmm. on the wall here at the service level. That's the hallway around the yep. uh, bowl area mm -hmm. at Archie Stadium. You know, everybody else has their pictures up, but the new kids picture, I'm looking, I'm thinking, kids? New, <laughs> new kids? kids? How about old men on the lawn? <laughs> All right. That's I'm going to start a boy good. band called Old Men on the Lawn. Oh. <gasps> Anyway, uh, it'll be fun tonight, though. I'm sure they're going to be great, sing all their old hits, and Donnie Wahlberg in the house, and the rest of them. So that's good. I'm like, Blue Bloods. All right, Donnie, bring Tom Selleck along and Bridget Moynihan, who has a sports connection, because she's Tom Brady's baby mama. Yes. Okay. Very, yes, exactly. It's all connected. That? Yeah, you yeah. can say that. Okay. Of course. All right, so a lot yeah. of things are connected, and let's connect the dots here. Is the franchise tag deadline came and went, and there are stories out there, and some involve the Texans. Not really, I would say, reliable necessarily, but certainly discussion points because sure. it's talk radio. We're going to talk about stuff. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start here, Johnny? I'm going to let you pick. We're going to go, let's make a deal like okay. you did last night. Yeah, door yeah, number yeah. one, two, or three. I'll pick number two. What's behind door number two? Okay, behind door number two is the reported meeting between Aaron Rodgers and the JETS Jets, Jets, Ooh, this Jets. is down on my depth chart tonight, but we can start with it. Why is it down on your depth chart? He's because like, he's arguably the greatest thrower of the football that we've ever uh, seen. I'm just like getting a little Rodgers fatigued. Yeah, at this point. like Stephen A. <laughs> like Stephen A's fell asleep on set or fake that he did. Uh, no, here's the reason I'm bringing Rodgers up because I do think it's an interesting, it's an interesting domino that could include the Texans in some respects. Because there's been some smoke around Jimmy Garoppolo potentially coming to Houston. But Jimmy could have some options. He's a free agent. Well, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, then are the Raiders available? And that's obviously Josh McDaniels, a guy that he knows well. What do you yeah. want to stay out on the West Coast? All that kind of stuff. But if Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, does he go to the Raiders? And then it opens up the Jets, or the Jets go with Zach Wilson? But what it does is Rodgers fills one of those. Yeah. Jimmy's filling probably one of the other two, and one of those could be in Houston. Yeah, it That's could. why I bring it all up. Yeah. Look, Derek Carr already took that Saints piece on the chessboard, mm -hmm. right? Yep. He did. If Rodgers goes to the Jets, yeah, Carolina looking. Mm -hmm. I doubt Tampa Bay's looking. It looks like they're going to go Trask, but you never Ooh. know. 
If I'm the Buccaneers, I'm thinking, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to go Trask? Maybe they like him a lot. Nah, I mean, they might. I mean, it's it's a they know. I, yeah, absolutely. They're they're gonna know. And look, Kyle Trask put together some some ridiculous numbers in college. And the story, as everybody knows, he's a backup at Manville to Derek King. Went to Florida. Finally got a starting job. Last two years, he put up amazing numbers. Nearly got Florida to college football playoff, but they ran into Alabama. They ran to LSU, a shoe throw, all that kind of stuff. Either way, Kyle Trask has done some things. They've dropped him as a second-round pick. So, Is that spot taken, though? He's going to be there. Do you expect him to start for them, or at least them to yeah. attempt to start him? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think what's going to be interesting, and I've said this a, a number of times, but put it in this context, I'll be interested to see how many quarterbacks, Sam Howell in Washington, Kyle Trask potentially uh, with the Buccaneers, how many quarterbacks get an opportunity even though the teams are like ah we don't know Ritter we're going to give them an opportunity and giving them an opportunity if it fails oh it's okay we'll just be a top five we'll be in a top five picking for 2024 because it's a great draft but class you could be in the I know middle you can't. i know i understand but if you're in the middle with one of those two guys yeah then those two guys have probably done some good things yeah i mean if we were sitting here at eight and nine nine and eight after 2022 the thought is that probably Davis had a pretty good year that we're like, eh, you know, it's probably someone we can build with. So let's rock, let's rock and roll. Let's and we keep were, going. We were thinking you wanted total clarity. And right. you pretty much got I think it. We got it. Although yeah. I do think that there's a higher ceiling for him. I'm not saying that yeah. he should be the starter necessarily right. here, but there's a higher ceiling. Okay, let's get behind door number one. It's Jimmy G. Okay. The story's out there. What was it? The Athletic or whatever. CBS Sports. CBS Sports. Jonathan Jones saying that Garoppolo, the Garoppolo name has been floated inside the, the building here well, look, which, which i always like because i'm like mean? i'm in the building and i'm looking around and i'm like i don't see it floating it's anywhere not floating it's, it's not floated floating. by my office the name yeah. itself so it, uh, i look. think there's one thing i think there's one thing that cbs mm. sports didn't consider because they are doing what i suppose we all do at this time of year let's do the connections jacoby sure. myers is a free agent receiver of the patriots well he's gonna end up here because we need a wide receiver and he was drafted by nick casario so right it's gonna happen so you so you do the connection thing but at the end it didn't go very well in san francisco with jimmy g and kyle shanahan right it was not it was not great at the end but for all you know bobby slowick and jimmy g are great buddies exactly. we don't know that's the point that is my point drawing the connections of well he played for this guy mm -hmm. that can get very dangerous right because well they coached together well they may hate each other yeah you never know yeah. you're right that's so no reason to connect a dot but i would hope for his sake uh, the story breaker, Jonathan Jones? Is Jonathan Jones. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's I good. would hope that he had more than that. Yeah, that was Please what he, tell me you have more than that. Well, that was what he was going on. I'm like Nicholson on the stand and a few good men. Please it, tell me I didn't come up here for this, for well, packing. And we kind of talked about the the openings. Yeah. And kind of the Jets, Raiders, Texans. And, you know, Rodgers could fill one. The Raiders might want to go for a rookie. We might want to go with a rookie as well here. Um, but... It might be the spot where Jimmy G's like, wait a second, I'm going to know the offense. I know Nick. I'm going to have support, at least from coaching and from personnel. Yeah. Even if they draft the guy, they're going to give me an opportunity. So I could, I could see it making sense. Your thoughts? All right, my thought, Johnny, is this. If there's truth to this, first of all, I hope there was more to it than the name has been floated around because – they're That's floating. I'm sure they floated every name under the sun around here in a conference room, just mm -hmm. free 
storm, brainstorming, freestorming. I'm gonna it's a new word. A it's a new term. I'm going to give you one a little bit and see whether that name was floated, but uh, go ahead. But I would imagine they talk about a lot of different possibilities. As far-fetched as they might be, not that this is that far-fetched, but whatever they are, mm-hmm. right? You'd yep. be crazy not to bring everything up, and it's a league of 32 teams, and there are only so many names to go around, available quarterbacks potentially uh, for you to consider. Of course they're going to bring up every name. Yep. Now, how serious they are about it, we don't know. But let's just go down this road, shall we? Okay. Because the question on the fans' minds, on the listeners' minds right now is, well, wait a minute. If they sign Jimmy G in free agency, never mind what the deal is and Jimmy G wanting to come here or not, whatever, mm-hmm. let's just say they do it. What does that mean for the draft? How does that Ooh. affect the number two overall pick this year? Does that mean quarterback there or no? We wait. We wait till 12. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're going to wait till the second round now because we have Jimmy G. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. Does it still mean you pick Bryce Young as he, if he's a Available at number two overall if you sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are the questions that the fans and me will ask and want to know. And we won't know until they, in fact, do one and right. then the other or not. We won't know the answers to those questions because they're not going to tell you. Nope. If they sign Jimmy G, Nick Casera is not going to say, well, this obviously means we're not taking a quarterback at number two. He's not going to say that. Right. Or it means, or he's not going to say, but we're still taking Bryce Young if he's there or CJ Stroud or whoever. He's not going to say that either. So I'm really curious to see how this affects everything. But I'll tell you this. If the Texans sign Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't care who they draft. You automatically consider them a contender to win the AFC South. I don't mean it's a lock. I don't mean it's going to happen. But it's a possibility, more of a possibility than it was 10 minutes before you signed him. Yes. With one caveat. Okay. If he stays healthy, thank you. That's it. That's the that's the one. I mean, he just has to stay right, healthy. And but, he hasn't but, been but, able to do that. All right, but let's look at all the scenarios, shall we? This okay. is the Jimmy G hypothetical brainstorm. Okay. Right. Okay. You sign Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. You draft X quarterback in the first round with either two or twelve. Let's just okay. go with one of the four guys. Somehow they get him. Okay. Right. No matter who it is, because I think at this point it's probably it's relevant, of course. But for the subject, for the nature of this discussion, it's right. not. Jimmy G plays. Jimmy G eventually loses his job due to injury or whatever else. Or the other guy's looking so good in practice. He looked good in preseason. We think he's ready. The team is performing in an average manner. They're three and five or four and five. It's like, "Eh, the other guy, let's give him a shot here. We need a spark. And you get that spark from the other guy. I think that's possible. Or Jimmy G gets hurt because this happened a lot. Yep. And the other guy steps in, and it's his team, and then Jimmy G's off looking for another squad next offseason or whatever the case may be. What do you think of all that? I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Listen, the one thing, and you know this, but you know, for people out there, like I, I, I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan in the world if, if that's your only solution. Like, no. We're signing Jimmy G to three years, $100 million, and he's going to be our guy. Like, if that's a solution, like, I'm not down with that. I think you've got to have a short-term and a long-term answer, especially in a draft that's got viable options at quarterback. Last year, you didn't have viable options at quarterback. Mm. Kenny Pickett, you're not taking Kenny Pickett at three. Mm. He ended up going 20 or 21 of the Steelers. That's it. No other quarterback went in the second round, and not until mid-third round did you get another quarterback. So it was not a draft you could do that. This is a draft where you have options where you can short-term it with Jimmy G and think about the long-term and hope you have the long-term answer with Young or Stroud or whomever. Honestly, they could go out and get Jimmy G and still take Bryce Young if he's available to or CJ Stroud at two. I'd have no problem with that. Mm. I really wouldn't. 
I don't mind if you throw five gallons of paint at the quarterback position. I don't <laughs> care. Throw it all over there and get it right for as long of the long term as you can. That's what matters to me is getting it right for as long as you possibly can. I think you're right. I think a healthy Jimmy G makes this team, especially in a division that's going to have quarterback upheaval in Indianapolis, issues galore in Tennessee, and then, of course, we know what's going on in Jacksonville. And you face the NFC South where Derek Carr steps in. He's a step above Andy Dalton, but do we know what the Bucs are going to do? And at least they come here. What are the Panthers going to do? Do they go out and get Lamar Jackson? Oh, let's get to that in just a second. And then what are the Falcons going to do? Because they've got Desmond Ritter. Do they trade for Lamar Jackson? He can't play in both spots. Does he go to the NFC South at some point? So it's all sort of tied in. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo, with more out of talent in the draft, with what's here, figuring out some of the things, you've got some money, you can spend a couple of spots in free agent free agency and yep. bring it in. Jimmy Garoppolo makes you a, you know, a viable candidate to you know fight the Jaguars in this particular division. I think the fans would be super jacked and should be if a week from now we're sitting here talking about Jimmy G signing with the Texans. They should be jacked. Now, As, they're going to say right. a lot of them, and I can hear Seth and Sean already. Yeah. I with <laughs> Sean's going to word it well. I reserve judgment <laughs> until I see what they do in the draft because they're going to want right. to see, did you give yeah, up no your doubt. spot to get Bryce or one of those guys right. at number two? And that's my point. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give. I don't want to give up the opportunity to get a young quarterback. How many times have we talked about this? Drafting young quarterbacks. Eventually, you're gonna hit. You, you, you hope, right? You've got to hit. And and look, maybe maybe all four of these guys bust. Maybe they all turn out to be like the class of 2020, where they're all really really good, mm -hmm. including one I'm gonna ask you about in just a second. But what door haven't you opened yet? Door number three. Okay, let's open that door because it's Lamar Jackson. Getting the official, he's officially franchise tagged with the non exclusive tag. What that means is Lamar is guaranteed once he signs a tag to make $32.5 million this year. He's guaranteed that. But he is also given the opportunity to talk to other teams and shop his wares elsewhere. And if he ends up finding a place he likes and likes the contract that he is offered, the Ravens have the chance to match. If they don't want to match, that team has to give up two first-round picks to the Ravens at that point. So basically, if you come up with a contract that Lamar likes and the Ravens don't, for two ones, you have Lamar at that you contract. You have Lamar Jackson. All now, right. let's handle this part. Texans, uh, no. I don't think it's a fit. You don't think they would do it? I don't think they would do it. I think it's a I lot of money. Let's, let's look at it this way. The Ravens, whatever they've offered, and... <laughs> The offers that we know about or offer is one thing. What was it? 130 something, yeah, something whatever like it was. That. Yeah. There might have been another one that we don't know about. Yeah, okay? absolutely. There's probably I a lot mean, of stuff we don't know about. Right. That we don't know about. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at give me a number here to get Lamar Jackson. I think you're looking at 200. Uh, guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think he's got to make Watson money, but I think it's five. Here's my here's where I would go. Let's go 5 for 250. 200 guaranteed. 200 guaranteed. All right. And giving up two first-round picks to do it. Now, what? Yeah, when the market bears out, I believe maybe it comes in at 180 mm -hmm. guaranteed and yeah. 230, and it matches Watson or eclipses his total. 
but the guarantee is the second highest ever. Something yeah. like that. I think that's I think that's your your compromise. And to maybe him. Lamar eventually realizes, you know what, the Watson thing was just ridiculous, right, right. and it's not going to happen again, at least for a long time. So I, it'll he's going to get more but, than Deshaun in total in the aggregate, but he's going to get less guaranteed. Would he take that now? There are a lot of different places. The Panthers need need they need a quarterback. I I said before no to the Texans. The reason I say that is I mean I don't think he would do it, Johnny. I, yeah, exactly. That I think is the big. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. Would I do it if he was like I want to come to Houston? I'd be like, come on, we got the draft picks. Yeah, because we got you, the draft picks. We worked very very hard to get those extra draft picks, so let's get them. Yeah, and for a quarterback, for and this, now you're getting a Lamar, quarterback. Absolutely. Back. So you're going to get that. You're worried about health, but maybe you draft another one. I don't know how he feels about that. See, so you have to take all this into consideration. Right. We'll go back to the Jimmy G thing in regard to that in just a moment. But landing spots for Lamar, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Because I think anybody who was in on the Watson sweepstakes and didn't get him right. is a potential suitor here. Even Atlanta, because they say they like Ritter, but now you have Lamar Jackson as a possibility. Right. Maybe you change that's your mind. That's the one that's been rumored the most is Atlanta. Okay. That's the one that's been rumored. In Atlanta and Carolina, the Saints and the, the Browns were the ones that were in the Watson sweepstakes for the most I think part. Arthur with, Smith and Dave Ragone could do good things with Lamar Jackson. Okay, so let me give you one other team. Yeah. And I... I I heard this, and then my wheels started spinning. And then I brought the Texans into all this. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. He's from South Florida. He goes back home. Mike McDaniel gets him. But then all of a sudden, whoa, wait a second. They got Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Would you give a pick number 12 Mm. for Tua Tonga-Vailoa for the Texans? Oh, wait a minute. I'm trading for Tua Mm -hmm. for pick number 12. Yeah. Now, I think... If Lamar did pick Miami, all of a sudden Miami has got Tua, and they're like, wait a second, you have no leverage. I might be able to offer pick 33 and get him, but let's just use mm-hmm. pick 12. Let's say Tua is healthy, the concussion thing, he's gotten beyond that, whatever the case might be. Would you trade 12 for Tua Tungabailoa? I don't think they would. I'm going to put it that way. I'm asking you. I don't think I would either. I think I'll take my chances, Monty, at what's in the box here. If okay. we're still playing, let's make a deal with Wayne Brady and Monty Hall. Yeah. I'm going to take another option here okay. because I have picks 2 and 12. I can draft one of those young bucks. Mm-hmm. I can do what we just talked about, sign Jimmy G and draft one of those young bucks. Or yeah. I can draft Jake Hayner from Fresno State and Jimmy mm-hmm. G and say, I think Hayner is a gamer and I bet he can play in this league. Yeah. And... I, he stays on my mind. I know we didn't mean to go down this road right yeah. now. He stays on my mind because of what you mentioned about the senior bowl, how he shows up yep. and everybody else is throwing balls in the dirt. And he's out there in that bad diamond throws. That bad February yeah. weather in mm-hmm. Birmingham. And it's not like the right. ice bowl, but it's not good. It's rainy yeah, yeah. and windy. And everybody else is just throwing ducks. Yeah. And he's out there. I'm painting a picture here. Of and course. he's out there throwing beautiful spirals that cut through the frigid air. Anyway, I'm thinking about Jake Hayner as a, as a, an extra guy, right? If yeah. you didn't get the other guys, maybe you get that guy. Mm-hmm. But let's go back. I'm not going to do that for a 12 for Tua. Would you do it? What about 33? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I, I, I worry about the concussions. I worry about his health. Yeah. That I, I, worry I don't think the they get a 12. You're right. 33 would be more like it. A and low for uh, you know, first rounder or a high second rounder. A Tyreek and you're not gonna replicate Tyreek and Jalen at yeah. all. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're gonna be able to do that, at least not right away. You don't have that right now. You don't have, you don't have that. either guy right and, now. And and I think those two guys now look, I think two of when healthy last year was very, very good. He but was. he was very good in large part because he had those two guys that scared everybody. So I do think two has come a long way. I don't want to give up 
I don't want to give up that because I think I can get to a tongue of Iowa in the combinations you talked about, Jimmy G with one of the rookies, et cetera. And I haven't had to give up, you know, who knows what, you know, two is going to cost at some point with his second contract, all that kind of stuff. So I would, I would be more, and I hate to use this phrase, roll the dice. I think it's a calculated risk, even though I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan, but if you got to go Jimmy G and Bryce, Jimmy G Stroud, any of those four, Jimmy G with one of those four, because Jimmy's a free agent. So it's just money. You're yeah. not having to give it. You're not having to give up All picks. Right, let's look at it. Let's get if a you Jimmy's. trade with Miami for Tua. You're giving up picks for a guy that's had three concussions in 18 months. And that's dicey. Let's go Seinfeld and Jimmy third person as a first person now. Okay. What does Jimmy want? Right. Well, that's, Jimmy doesn't yeah, like the situation where you drafted a young quarterback and I'm going to be replaced again because the 49ers didn't have faith in me. Mm-hmm. Or does Jimmy say, OK, I'll take it for the money. But you don't want to pay Jimmy G too much. Right. But Jimmy wants the money. So what does Jimmy do, Johnny? I think Jimmy wants opportunity. And I think that's the one thing in looking at the Texans. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm looking at the Texans going, OK, I know they might draft a rookie. But that rookie's not going to have anything on my knowledge, my experience. I can step in there. I can lead that offense. I know that offense. Mm. So I, Jimmy Garoppolo, can step in and lead that offense, get them going in the right direction. And if he squeezes another couple of years at whatever his number is going to end up being, that's I could live with that. Let me throw some other ones out there. Okay. Carolina for Jimmy. Maybe. Lamar goes to Miami. <sighs> Frank Reich. Frank Reich with... Um, Frank Reich with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. The answer is yes. I could see that. That's a winning combination. I could see that. At least winning enough to win the NFC South, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the NFC South is just going to be a buy. And Atlanta's already said, apparently, it's been reported that they're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lamar's on the first flight <laughs> down to Atlanta right now. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you we know. had lunch by Arthur Smith. He can't disguise that. Come on, man. Yeah. You know how to read him. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, he buy is that. the most regular guy looking of regular guy coaches. NFC South. He is NFC South quarterbacks this year. You could go from Brady to Trask. Well, you had a melange of quarterbacks to whomever. I, I don't know what Carolina's thinking about quarterback. Yeah. You're going from Dalton to Carr, and you're going from Mariota Ritter to just Ritter. I mean, I, Jimmy I G in Atlanta. If Lamar's not going there, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm looking for other. If Lamar's not going to Atlanta. I could see it, but I'd much rather at that point just take Desmond Ritter and just let him yeah, see what he can right. do. For them, because that's the thing. Yeah. If you sign Jim, if you sign Jimmy, you're going to win six or seven games, mm-hmm. which is going to take you back into the top ten. That's going to you're going to miss out on a ton of quarterbacks that could be even better than year. what you have. So at that yeah, point, but if you're winning seven games in this league, that means you could have won eight or nine. You could also have yeah. won four. I get it, but right? But it's the worst place you. It's yeah, the worst place I you could so. be because you you're 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 ten to fifteen in the draft, which is, mm. which is great, especially if you've got the number two overall to go with the twelve you have. But if you're sitting right there, you're not now in a draft with a ton of quarterbacks. You're still going to get a good player, but I I'd much rather figure out like we did in 2022. What do we have in Davis Mills? I think we have some clarity. I think Atlanta needs to figure out. We draft this guy in the third round, Desmond Ritter. Give him any opportunity. I think Atlanta's the same spot we were in, and that was Desmond Ritter's good enough yep. to earn the opportunity to be the starting quarterback in 2023. What does he do with it? Other options for Jimmy G. We got to finish this. So if Atlanta's not really one, Carolina maybe. Okay. Uh, Arizona, no. no. Murray not going to be ready for the start of the season. They can't afford Jimmy G. He's going to no. want some more money than they yeah, can and he's going to want. 
Uh, the Raiders, because you yes. have some familiarity there with Josh McDaniels. I could see that. I can see the Raiders making sense. I can see the Jets making some sense. Mm. If the Jets just have somebody that gets on an offensive bus and won't careen it over the edge like Zach Wilson was doing, I mean, when they played Mike White, that offense moved. Mm-hmm. It's got weapons. It's got pieces. Yeah. yeah. If the offensive line can stay healthy, I think Jimmy Jimmy with the Jets would be a good fit. Ooh, and Baby Lafleur is gone though. He's gone though, and he worked with him. But that's all right. Yeah. Daniel Hackett knows what he's doing. Well, wait, wait. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he could work with Jimmy G. I, I don't think know. Jimmy G with the Jets, that'd be a, that'd be a good fit. So that would be the, that would be a good fit. The report that the Texans okay, were, well, was one we didn't we okay. didn't consider. Do it. I don't think they're gonna do Colts. It, no, no way. Uh, no uh, chance. The other team, Titans. No, he won't do that. Especially if they're resetting, which it looks like they're doing. Here I am thinking the Texans are in a better competitive situation than the Titans right now. Well, I don't the, know about that, but you know what? The Titans are stripping it down so much. And what if they do trade Derrick Henry? Oh, then they're, they're team 32 in the league. Wow. Really? Yeah, absolutely. If they trade him, think about it. Think about yeah. it. Henry, I mean, Henry went yeah. ballistic on us. If he doesn't go ballistic on us, you, I mean, no offense. Are we scared of Hassan Haskins? What did Henry have against the Texans in the second matchup? Not a lot. He, he had, had some. A, he had under 100. He had under 100. He had that 48-yard run. Wait, he had under 100? No, no, no. Wait, wait, he wait. He had over 100. I was just He happy. had less than 100. Oh, I can't remember now. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was over 100, but it was not too far. It was not that much over 100. He was definitely less than 200. I know that. And he got 48 of it on that touchdown run. But if Henry, if they trade Henry, they are admitting. That, to me, is the admission of we mm. are resetting. We are rebuilding. We got it as far as we could. Now it's time to strip it, and hopefully we can strip it quickly and get back. Henry had 126 in right. that second matchup, right. which because was a had, big victory for the Texans. Because he had 23 carries, I think. Yep, he did, exactly. And 22 carries, went for 78 yards. That's what I remember. Oh, that's right, that's because he had the long of 48. You're right. Yeah, okay. that was the touchdown run early, and I'm like, here we go again. Anyways. But they bottled him up the rest of the way. If he's gone, yeah. forget it. That team is It's Team 32 in the league. Wow. Okay. All right, coming up. But I don't want Caleb Williams in this division. It's not with us. It, don't worry about that so it's much. It's coming. Right now. It's happening. Like John Lopez's grandmother said, I think it was his grandmother. <laughs> Forgive me, John, if I'm wrong. Don't borrow worry. Maybe it was his mom. Ooh. Don't borrow that's worry. Good, I love that that's one. That's a good phrase. I share that one with my kids all I'm the time. I'm going to give that to my wife. All right. Yeah, my wife too. All right, coming up. Mock drafts. You've heard of them. John Harris grades a couple of them. Let's hear them next here on Texans Radio. It's Texans Radio, and it's time to dig into some mock draft stuff. And John Harris, who does these himself, will evaluate the mock drafts of Johnny. I can't do everybody, but let's do the CBS Sports writers. Once upon a time, CBS Sports bought NFLDraftScout.com, and they had a big draft crew. Mm -hmm. They had Rob Rang and company. And I still think they do a pretty solid job with the draft analysis part of it, just to give you some background on the players. It's not as good as I think it was. But this goes back to CBS Sportsline when they were located right. in Fort Lauderdale. It was pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, digital media history class is over. Let's get into these mock drafts. All right. Got Chris Trapasso. Yay or nay on him? Maybe. Yeah. Ryan Wilson. Okay. Uh, Josh Edwards and Kyle Stackpole. These are the four I'm going to focus on. Okay. Number one pick in the draft. Edwards. Colts trade up to get Bryce Young. Okay. Stackpole. Bears take Bryce Young. Ooh, that's a whole conversation no. in itself. No. Ryan Wilson, Bears take Will Anderson. Yes. 
Chris Trapasso. Colts trade up to take Anthony Richardson. Did he blow up that much that you got to trade up to one so, to take Anthony Richardson? So I was on in Buffalo last week during the combine, and Sal and uh, his his radio partner were talking about this right as they were bringing me on, and I just said no. This was even before he did his combine drills. The Colts yep. go up to get Anthony Richardson at one. I mean. <laughs> Ballard's selling his soul because it's not it's not going to go well for the year for the Colts. Yeah, it might eventually. He's got a lot of work to do to play the position of quarterback. Now, athletically gifted, yes. I think once cooler heads prevail, I think Anthony is going to be somewhere between. It'll probably be somewhere between four to seven, but I don't think he's going to be number one pick overall. I mean, okay. you you want to? F- I mean, number one pick overall. I know the Jags probably went on a limb last year with. Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson, but they felt like, you know what? We've got some time. We can go with the guy with some traits in Walker, and he'll get better and better. We'll go with Walker. I don't know that the Colts are in a position where they have a ton of time to give to this quarterback. Right. They got to start winning quickly here with their new head coach. Okay, let's go to number two. Two of the guys have the Texans taking Bryce Young. Like the other it. two have the Texans taking C.J. Stroud. Nobody has the Texans moving anywhere from okay. two. They're going to hold the pick and take a quarterback. Well, you know how I feel. Bryce Young is three. Harris 100. C.J. Stroud is four. I've been saying it since May. I've been saying it for a while. You still have the two defensive players on top? Yep. Carter one. Anderson two. Young how would three. this affect you? You're running the draft. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are. Right. Does Carter drop because of what happened? I know we don't have all the information yet. Well, if there are other circumstances, now Todd McShay alluded to there's some other stuff and that, that teams have sort of known about him. Here's the other thing I got to do. I got to take into account where he comes from. And I know this is, you know, he comes from Apopka, Florida. Now, if you know Apopka, Florida at all, mm. you know it's, it's one of the poor areas in the yep. state of Florida. It's not a great area. He's come up through that. So I think, you know, and you look at a guy like Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons had an incident in high school. Got to Mississippi State, didn't have any incidents. I mean, he was a model citizen the whole time and probably would have been taken into the top five um, if it had not been for a torn ACL. So you got to give guys time to mature and grow up. He'd only been there for three years. So I I don't – if it's me, I got to have a deep – I mean, I got to send my contingent. I got to send D'Amico and Matt Burke and Jacques Césaire and Nick – and the area scout and Lipford, and I gotta have like a seven man crew, and I gotta dive in. Dive I mean, in. I've gotta really dive into Jalen Carter. I wanna talk to everybody associated everybody. with the Georgia program. Everybody. Find out what I can find out because you mentioned it. Simmons had issues in high school or an issue. Right. That's different. And it would have been a, in that issue, had he done that in college, he's off the board. Like, he's off completely the board. off the board. Okay. But this is. You're done with college. You're right. getting ready for the draft, and you do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you lie about it, I guess, reportedly. Yeah. Not a good look, right. obviously. And I'm not saying this means he can't be a good player in the league and can't be a great pro and all that because maybe he can be. Maybe he was just blowing off steam right. and it got out of control, whatever the case may be. But it was pretty bad. Very and, bad. You know, we've seen worse, but it was pretty bad. And uh, on all these, not all, but some of these mocks, he's dropping down to the Steelers, to Seattle, to teams like that, right. where you think like maybe they can absorb that. Dallas, yeah. absorb a guy like that and bring him along. Maybe so. Uh, Dallas is a worse example. I, I really feel the Steelers, not that it happens all the time with receivers no. for them, but a lot of other guys kind of shape up in that environment. What I would do is I would send that seven-man crew 
and I would just put him under the spotlight as yeah, much as I, I possibly so. could. And I, I would, I would dive into everything. I would get into everything, and I would say to him, I would be brutally honest, whether it's Nick or whether it's D'Amico, and I would look right at him and say, "We're gonna sit down in Houston. We value these things." Right. We've got to know that you are about those things. And if one of the seven men in the room is like, nope, then we're done. Yeah. We're off it. We're you, off you, it. You know what? Like when a college prospect visits campus, has a campus visit yeah. for the weekend. Right. It would be great if NFL teams could send a visitor <laughs> to hang out with that guy for three days. Yeah. Like a young Gerard Johnson. Not that he's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. old. Not that he's not young <laughs> anymore, but a younger guy. Like somebody he's old now. like 24, 23 years old. And then he just hangs out and wears the guy down in the sense that the guy's going to do what he normally does right. after two or three days. It's not going to happen. Never mind. I don't know why I brought it up. I mean, but okay. from that standpoint, that's that's the work that I would have to do on him because as far as defensive game changers, he's it. I mean, yeah. Willie Anderson's tremendous. Okay. Jalen Carter is it. I've got to do that homework. Now, if all seven are like, you know what? Man, that's a different vibe than I expected going in. Mm -hmm. I think we can do this. I think we can do that. Now, I think in this situation, you may have to go to the McNair family and say, look, let's talk about this. This is how we this is what we've learned. This is what we've realized. And maybe you even bring them in at some point. I don't know how far you can push it, but my gut tells me that there's probably a little bit more than some teams are going to be willing to absorb, whether we're one of those teams or not. I don't know, but I could see. And like I said, I could see an entrenched GM and head coach that been there for a while, Seattle, that. Knee has a big need, Seattle, that would do it at five and not have an issue with Going it. Going back to our first segment, let's say the Texans do sign Jimmy G and decide they don't want to take one of the top quarterbacks, or mm -hmm. at least not early. You know, if yeah. they drop, great. Right. But not with that two. Right. They'd rather have Will Anderson say, but mm -hmm. they don't know if they're going to get Will Anderson because Chicago took him. And mm -hmm. now there you are at two, and you're not able to trade down. What are you going to do? You're going to take Tyree Wilson, the pass rusher from Texas Tech, I'm or somebody make you else. I'm going vomit. I trade with the Colts. That's going to make me vomit. <laughs> but if I was that sure of myself and they wanted to do it, I'll take their picks. I, if I'm that sure of myself. Here's, here's the way. I, I've kind of just gone through this in my mind so often. Whoever goes to one takes Bryce. If I want a quarterback, CJ Stroud to me. I, I like Young and Stroud. I've said it for, forever. I take Stroud. If somebody goes up to one takes Bryce and I'm feeling, okay, you took Bryce, I can get Will Anderson at two, I'm good. Or I can get Jalen Carter at two, I'm good. If – I'm feeling really saucy defensively, and I've not, and I've written Carter off. Yeah. And then they go and take Will Anderson Jr., then I'm going to revisit my quarterback situation because now I've got the choice of every quarterback in the draft. That's, that's, that's solid. It's not the greatest one ever, but it's solid. So I get my pick of quarterbacks at number two. So I feel like the choose-your-own-adventure novel can really – can really work out for for the Texans at that point. CBSSports.com, Edwards and Stackpole take Jalen Carter at three to the Cardinals. Yeah. Meanwhile, Trapasso completely off the rails, has Carolina trading up to take Will Levis at that point. <laughs> and Wilson has Tyree Wilson going to the Cardinals at number three overall. Yeah, I could see that. Tyree Wilson, if the Texans for some reason did decide to move down uh, from two, I don't Whatever happened, whether they were just sold on Will Anderson and he goes pick number one, they're not sold on the quarterbacks. They feel like they've solved it a little bit with Jimmy Garoppolo and they're sitting at two. Tyree Wilson, I, ha I mean, he's going to come into play. Now, he's got a big caveat too. Now, his is not off the field. He's got an apparently impeccable character. But he's got a foot injury, and that's two injuries in three years for him. And that's not great. But he, 
Marky stood at the podium and somebody said, Can we see your wingspan? And he stood up and just went on, you know, like this, just stretched yeah. his arms out. I think he was touching both podiums on the side of him. He's got 36 something inch arms. I mean, it's 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 wild. And he became a much better player in 2022. So if the Texans moved down to five or six and were able to get Tyree Wilson, that's what they were doing, picked up other draft capital because they didn't like how it was going up there, then I'd be I'd, I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't love it. But Jalen Carter, this coming out about Jalen Carter, I, I would imagine that I would imagine that, like I said, there are going to be some teams that have already written them off their board. Now, where the Texans are, we'll see. But if they're not, if they haven't, then they need to be absolutely a thousand percent sure about his character. And when they get asked about it in the press conference, why Jalen Carter? We know he had this situation. They're going to get grilled on it then they've got to have their homework ready to be able to present and say, this is what we found out about this man. I mean, look, Jalen Carter ran a book pack, uh, a backpack drive in his town of Apopka. That's very nice. And he also at Georgia found out that walk-ons didn't eat the same meal that the scholarship players did. So he took his NIL money and he got other players on the team to do it, to make sure that non-scholarship players ate the same way the scholarship players. That's did. good offsetting behavior right, right there for sure. Exactly. I like it. Exactly. All right. Who did the Colts and the Titans take in these mocks and the Texans at 12? We'll have those for you next here on Texans Radio. All right. As promised, in these mock drafts on CBSSports.com, we're going over the reviews here of their top four mock drafters. I don't even know if that's a title, but I'm going to give it to these guys. <laughs> All right, Johnny, we gave you the Texans at two. Consensus was a quarterback, either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Yep. We talked about what the Colts might do. A lot of mixed reviews there. But let's mosey on down the line here to the Tennessee Titans at number 11, right before the Texans pick at 12. So Paris Johnson Jr., mm -hmm. one of the picks here. Uh, let's go another Paris Johnson. Three for Paris Johnson Jr. And let's see who this is. It's Josh Edwards saying the Titans will pick Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern offensive tackle. They all play the offensive line. The the thing about that, Paris Johnson Jr. was a guard in 2021, tackle in 2022. Skaronsky has 32-inch arms and played tackle, so there's a thought he could go to guard at some point. So there are two guys that could play guard or tackle. My mock, I had Paris Johnson Jr. go in there, and it made a ton of sense. Either either It was one of those two going to Tennessee. I mean, that's a, that's a slam dunk at that, that spot at 11 for those. Either one of those two guys, slam dunk. It's right. happen. Let's get to the Texans at 12 here. Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, two wide receivers mm -hmm. so far. And then you have Lucas Van Ness, edge yep. rusher from Iowa, and another for Jordan Addison. So a lot of people think the Texans are going to go receiver at 12 after picking quarterback at two. And that the Texans would be the first team to take a wide receiver, which seems a little strange. Mm. Because, yes, the Texans, and I'm working on that right now, my position breakdown of the wide receivers, and you look at the group and you go, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks. We don't know. But still, even if Brandon Cooks came back, you got Nico, you got Mechie, and you don't know what you're going to have with Mechie. You're still going to have to add to that group. But do you do it at 12? I could see that happening for sure. I mean, obviously, people have been mocking that. The Texans need more offensively gifted ball carriers. There's no question. Whether pass catchers or runner backs, it doesn't matter. They need players that can do something good with the ball in their hands. But let's talk about Lucas Van Ness. Let's talk about him. Now, you mentioned edge rusher. He's 275 pounds, and he ran in the 4-5 range. Oof. So he's – but but he's an inside-outside guy. Going into the year at Iowa in 2022, he was a backup defensive tackle. So he did play some down inside. 
He did play some on the edge. He's pretty comfortable standing up and playing like a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's pretty comfortable playing over the nose if you had to play him and play against the run. He is strong as an ox. He's a former hockey player. So he is gifted beyond all get out. Now, he's not twitched up like some of the guys are, but he plays he plays like a hockey player. What'd he you plays say the 40, like Sandler. What did you say the 40 time was? I think it was 4.58. Dang. That's what it was. So in comparison, Jadeveon Clowney. 4.58, 31-inch vertical, a little 7.02 on the three-cone, which is outstanding. 34-inch arms, 272 pounds, 6'5". Isn't the three cone like a better drill than anything that's that nobody talks drill. about it? Okay, great except drill. for you. Yeah, Van S is a guy that's kind of picked up steam, and for good reason. I remember really studying him back in October. Like, boy, there's wow, holy smokes! And I couldn't come up with a comp at first. I'm like, this guy's a hockey player, and then you find out he's a hockey player. Clowney, by the way, listed at two sixty seven. That mm. sounds a little light, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds light for him. He By the way, the game I did this weekend, ridiculous. the basketball game. Yeah, one of the teams, Southeast Missouri. Actually, you'll see this guy in the tournament because they won the uh, OVC, the Ohio Valley Conference Championship. One of the players, six nine one eighty, six nine one eighty, and I was, I didn't want to get what? too crazy on the air. That's national Devontae radio. Smithin. I said like somebody's got to give him a sandwich. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Clowney listed at 267, 6'5, ran a 4'5'3 at, yeah. at the combine or wherever it was. Uh, yeah, day, at the I combine. Guess. So Van S, 6'5, 272, ran 4'5'8. Four, four, Dang, these guys are ridiculous. Yeah. I think, I think that spot really it goes back to Nick's thought about supply and demand because if you've got Van S, Miles Murphy, I don't think, I think Tyree Wilson's off the board, but if you have those two, you have Keon White. He may move down from 12 and be eyeing those edge rushers, move down three or four spots, see if you still have him on the board, maybe move down again if you need to. But I think he could end up taking one of those, those pass rushers. And the thing about him, they're all 275, 272 or more with incredible athleticism Damn. and versatility. So if you wanted kind of a heavy edge that could do some inside pass rush work as well, you got it. How about this? You have the Colts, Texans, and Titans. Oh, by the way, the Colts was C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. uh, two of these mock drafters had them trading the pick. The other had them taking Will Levis. So it's just pick your quarterback here, yep, basically, quarterback. for the Indianapolis Colts. And we'll see what happens. And Jim Irsay. By the way, I love Sean's impression of Jim Irsay. I think he's <laughs> very good. good. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Going to see him soon enough at the owners' meetings. The Jags are picking 24th. So I don't care what they do right now. I mean, I will draft night, but right now it's just not that interesting to talk about their mock draft stuff. Safety, tackle, let's see what else. Uh, DL and tight end. So it's a mixed bag. It's <laughs> like anybody's guess, best player available yeah. for them. Certainly not going to be a quarterback. Interesting. Antonio Johnson, Darnell Washington, um, a tackle. Defensive tackle, offensive tackle? Uh, offensive tackle. Uh, Broderick Jones, maybe? Yeah. So let's go here. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about this stuff, and we will till the end of time or the draft coming up yes. in late April because it's going to be fun with the Texans picking second and 12th, and we talked about some of the stories taking place today. Who knows what happens tomorrow with free agency looming next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great night. This show will be up on HoustonTexans.com, the Texans app, and all the platforms. Soon enough, go Texans!